Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 610 for October 19th, 2019. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Bart Bouchotts. And we're back with Programming by Stealth 84 of X. How are you today, Bart? I am Grant. I am Helma Caffeinated. So uh, we're all good. Oh, very good. I was thinking about Helma just this week. I was going to mail somebody something and I was purposely using a container she used when she sent something to me. That made me think it was a fine bottle of scotch she had shipped me, but it was something even better. It was uh, Stroop waffles. Oh, <laughs> nom, nom. <laughs> there, there's uh, twelve thousand four hundred fifty-eight calories. I do not regret eating. <laughs> you thoroughly enjoy them. You got value for calorie. Exactly. exactly. That's the great thing with superb coffee um, is it's not calorific and it is superb. Uh, oh, very good. And now that I grind my own beans, because I've gone full on coffee nerd now, um, now that I grind my own beans, it stays fresh for ages. So I get to have really, really nice. And this is this is the first one from a fresh grinding. So this is like the best coffee. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I wanted to give a uh, little shout out to a spectacular thing I learned at the MacTech conference this week that does absolutely apply to programming by stealth. Um, I, like I said, I was at the Mac tech conference and I attended a thing on script debugging by Sean Collins, which was absolutely wonderful. And, uh, in it, he gave a, a bunch of tips about debugging that were really good. But the best one I heard was just, this is so brilliant. He said, when you're, when you've fallen into code blindness, when you've been staring at the code and you cannot see what's wrong, he called it code blindness. That's a he, great said, word. Change, he said, change the font size. Yeah, you you text you sent me that over Telegram while you were at the conference, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's genius." What? Is it a yeah. genius? Because everything's going to slide around a little bit too. You know, everything's yeah. not going to be right where it was. And he says, "You know, you just use Command Plus, Command Minus in most text editors, yeah. and it's just enough shift that all of a sudden you go, oh, there's the parenthesis I was missing,' or something like that, right?" Well, yeah, like a smell that's been around for a while, you stop smelling it. A stupidly obvious typo that your brain hasn't seen, you're not going to see it. But if you just make everything reflow, the patterns can, will be different. Your brain will recalculate and go, oh, there it is. There it is, yeah. So I didn't want to derail the whole show, but I thought that was a terrific little little uh, tidbit to share with the uh, with the class. No, that's a superb little bit of wisdom there. So we today I am, I've decided to take the opportunity of getting close to the end of our JavaScript coverage to do a little redux on the things that keep on causing Alison trouble. Oh, really? So how much time do we have? <laughs> I think we actually might spend a few weeks at this because it's important because the, the principles are going to come with us. So the exact syntax is going to stay behind as we move to PHP. But the concepts are all coming with us. We, we, we get to take all of those along for the ride. So I thought it was important that we re-cement a few things. And in particular today, we are going to do a redux and update. So since we started this series, JavaScript, the language, has improved, right? We've already seen that async await is new and shiny. Well, there are other new and shinies, and those new and shinies are in things we've already looked at before. So we figure, why don't we remind ourselves of what we theoretically already know and then tack the new stuff on? So okay. today, we are starting on what is going to be at least three installments on objects. Really? Really, because... And, and you're sure I'm not the only one stuck 
on on some of these things that because I I always feel like I'm the only one who's this stupid that they can't I can't remember uh-uh. what this thing was. No 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 it, it no and not stupid no 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 no. Um, okay, these concepts are confusing, and JavaScript as a language mushes them together a lot. So if you come to JavaScript from another language. You don't mind that JavaScript uses objects for five different concepts because you know those five concepts separately. But if your first language is JavaScript, they can just become a giant big mess in your brain because JavaScript just says, oh, I'll use objects for that. Oh, I'll use objects for that. Oh, I'll use objects for that. And you're, you're <laughs> kind of left going, what? Yeah, well, so, in this entire category, though, I, I, I can, like, if someone says, oh, you need to do it this way, I can go back to your notes and I can find what you said and I can understand what you said and I can do it. But I don't know to do it that way. I don't know instinctively how to look up what it is I'm not getting right because I think I'm on the right path and I'm in I'm in the totally wrong lane. I'm not even I'm not I mean, I'm playing basketball and you're playing pool. You know, it's not even well, it's, it's a, a sport with a ball and that's about the other the, the similarity of it. Well, so in JavaScript speak, it has an object in it. Oh, it yeah. has almost every line of code. Almost. <laughs> so, All right. Well, good. I'm going to enjoy these classes, I think. Yeah. So we're, we're going to look at each of the different sort of hats that the object wears. It's, it, you know, it, it, it serves many purposes. It wears many hats. And we're going to start with the most basic hat of all. The hat which... Um, Oh, sugar. Ah, why does my brain always go fuzzy at exactly the wrong moment? Uh, listener who sends us in really good stuff. Jill. Thank you. God, obviously not <laughs> enough caffeine yet from Helma. Um, listener Jill gave us the word to use when we're dealing with objects in this one of their jobs. The word is dictionary. So okay. I've done my best when writing these show notes to refer to dictionaries as this aspect of, ob- you know, Object wears many, many hats. Next week's hat will be the array hat, but this week's hat is the dictionary hat. Okay. So we're going to start. Actually, just to I guess since we are about to move to other languages, let's just remind ourselves that dictionary is not a JavaScript term. It's not a JavaScript keyword. It's not a JavaScript. It's not even something you'll see in the JavaScript specification. A dictionary is a term of art used by programmers to describe a common thing that exists in almost every programming language, and it has many names. Okay. Dictionary is a particularly good one because it's human-friendly. Another name is hash table, or its shortened version, hash, or the PHP version, associative array. They are hmm. all synonyms for a dictionary, which is nothing can more... I, can I ask a question on, on that? You can. Uh, to me, a hash is when you take a password and you smash it all up with other slops so that it's unintelligible and can't be reverse engineered. Yes, and that is why these are called hash tables, believe it or not. Okay, so uh, uh, the the key would be the the real password and the value would be the hash? No. In RAM, <laughs> okay. the way you actually store a dictionary in RAM at a low level is you work out its address within the data structure by hashing the key. Hence, they're called hash tables. So the hmm. memory address is achieved by hashing the string to get a number, which is the address within the hash table. Huh. Okay. It's a really, 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 really low level. So far under the hood, you're not going to see it. But of course, the people writing the language 
<laughs> they know how it works under the hood because that's where they live. And their terminology spilled out from under the hood and ended up infecting the, the, the human visible part of languages like Perl. So Perl calls them hash tables because under the hood, they are implemented using a hashing algorithm. And then hmm. Perl's hash tables were abbreviated to hashes, which makes no sense at all, at all, at all. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> but that word stuck. But it, So it's good to expose us to that word, but for today we get to call them dictionaries? We, as a series, are just going to call this concept dictionaries forever. But I need oh, to tell you the other names so that when you're Googling for stuff, you know their synonyms. Yeah, yeah. And okay. the other synonym is associative array, which is what you're going to come across an awful, awful, awful lot when we put our PHP hat on in a couple of weeks. Okay. Because that's what right. PHP calls them. All right. So within JavaScript, the concept of a dictionary is implemented using objects with the prototype object with a capital O. And for our purposes... We think of them as the most basic form of objects. So they have a bunch of other names that you're going to come across as you're Googling. Plain object, I think is quite descriptive. It's an mm -hmm. object without any bells or whistles. Unprototyped object, a little more nerdy. Or my favorite one, Pojo, plain old <laughs> JavaScript object. Nice. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly gone out of fashion, unfortunately, but Pojos are, I like, I like Pojo. Well, retro is all the deal now, so let's let's just be retro. <laughs> yes. Now, the official... So, dictionaries... I, I actually ended up skipping over the bit I meant to say. A dictionary, as an abstract concept that applies to every language, is a collection of name-value pairs, or key-value pairs. Same thing. Synonyms again. So and another like dictionary. Synonym, yes. So a dictionary, whether it's a JavaScript implementation, a Perl implementation, a Python implementation, a PHP implementation, the concept they're implementing is a collection of name-value pairs, sometimes called a collection of key-value pairs. And the other synonym to throw into the mix is that a key-value pair, the, the set, is often collectively referred to as a property. So Ooh. keys are something that's called property names to distinguish them from variable names or class names or names come up a lot. So if you want to give huh. them a, like a, a specific name, you can call them property names if name is too generic. Okay. But key, key is good. Okay. The official JavaScript documentation and the naming of JavaScript functions uses the word key and property. So if you're reading the JavaScript documentation, you're going to find properties, property names, and keys. That's what you're going to find <laughs> written down. Okay. So wait a minute, let me get it get it right. So name value pairs are properties, but the names are property names, but the keys aren't property keys. They're just keys. Yeah, because key isn't, there aren't like, we have variable names, we have function names, we have class names. We oh. just have keys. They only exist in okay. one place. So you don't have an ambiguity. Hence, there's no need to have, a, you know, a more formal name. Okay. It's like, you know, if if you have... If you're the third generation, you know, Bob Bubbity, then you need to be Bob Bubbity the third. But if you're the only one, you don't need another name. So the values are called property names in a key value no, no. pair? No, no. No, 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 no. No, the values are always values. So the, 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 the key can be called a key. The key can just be called a name or the key can be called a property name. Wait, wait, wait. How can the key be called a name? The name is the name. There's name. Right. Property name. 
is a synonym for name is a synonym for key. But <laughs> boom, gone. Okay. Okay. So key, I, key value pair. Let, let me let me see if I can try to get there. So you've got key value pairs or name value pairs. So key and name are synonym. Yes. Right? And values yes. are values. So yes. you're saying that the that the name slash key is called a property name. No. The name and key together are called a property at full stop. Right. And the name can be more correctly called a property name. So a property... I thought that's what I just said. So the name, the name which is a, a synonym of name is key, right? Mm-hmm. Name, key, property name are all the same thing. Correct. Okay. So you said the your sentence in the uh, the official JavaScript documentation, built-in JavaScript function names, refer to name value pairs as property and the names as property names and keys. You don't mean... Yes. So they call them property names or keys. Right. So they refer to the same those are thing two by those things. two names. Thank you. Got it. I thought... Okay, you- good. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, no, no, it's good. The whole point that here is wasn't a hard part, but I would, yeah. So okay. The last thing I want to do is impart something not true. <laughs> so the first thing I want to look at is how we create objects using the object literal syntax. And this is Redux. We've seen this before. So the object literal allows us to create an object with a whole bunch of key value pairs all in one go. And the syntax is, you know, if you're being a good person, var, letter, const, followed by the name that you're going to give your dictionary, becomes equal to open curly brackets, and then you list your properties as key, colon, value, comma, key, colon, value, comma, key, colon, value, comma. So the properties are separated by commas, and within the properties, the names and the values are separated by the colon symbol. That right. Seem reasonable? Yep. For our purposes today, there are going to be examples, and you will be running them from the JavaScript console in the file pbs84a.html, which is in the zip file. Alrighty. So in that zip file, you will find the definition of a little object called daily profits, which is a dictionary where all of the keys are three-letter abbreviations for the days of the week. So mun, chu, wed. Actually, they're not all three-letters. They're all abbreviations. Thir has four. Uh, Mun, chu, wed, thir, fry, sat, sun. And the values are profits in euro. So on Monday, they made 252 euro and 80 cent. Tuesday, 125.93, you get the idea. And they close on Sundays, which is why it was such an unprofitable day. <laughs> I was tempted to put in a minus somewhere, but I thought that wouldn't be mean. Um, so anyway, so that, that that is our standard object literal as we've seen a million times before. So how do we reach in to access those multiple values, right? It's one variable called daily profits that contains many values. So what if we want the profits for Wednesday? How do we reach in and do that? Well, the simplest syntax is the so-called dot syntax, which is basically the name of the dictionary dot the name of the key you want. So if we want Wednesday's profits, it will be dailyprofits.wed. So if you do a console.log of Wednesday's profits were euro sign dailyprofits.wed, 
you should see it echo back when his profits were whatever they were, when euro thirty and thirty two cent. But I have to put that in squiggly brackets. Yes. So the console.log is obviously um, the console.log is looking for a string. So then we're using our little backtick operator to assemble a string, and we break out of the string with the dollar squiggly bracket to get where our variable goes, and our variable is daily profits dot wed. But um, if I'm just doing daily profits dot wed. And y- mm-hmm. your example, you've got some text that you put in front of it. Do it does it still have to be inside uh, the backtick? Well, no, the backtick is making a string. So to make it say, to include the value in that string, I'm using the, the, the backtick operator. But what if I just want to spit out the daily profit I had on Wednesday? Oh, then it just daily profits.wit. So you could... In or outside log. of squiggly brackets. No squiggly brackets. No, no need for any squiggly brackets, yeah. Okay, so the only reason I needed squiggly brackets was because I was inside the back tick trying to make some one pretty um, string. Yes, so that is our template string. Okay. That's, yeah. That's what they are. Okay. Because in the old days, we had to do those horrible plus syntaxes. But one of the ways right. JavaScript improved since we started this series is that so we now get to use those shiny back ticks. Right, right. I do like those. I was trying to, I, I ran across this uh, in my. Completely failed attempts to do last week's homework. Last time's homework. Um, thank goodness it's a two-week assignment. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, so I was vaguely familiar with this again. Um, I, I just wrote uh, just console.log dailyprofits.wed in, in parentheses. And it came back with $130.32, or $130.32, whatever that is. But mm-hmm. it also came back saying undefined right after that. That's so because the statement console.log evaluates to undefined. Huh? Right. So it'll always the, say that? The console will always tell you what the statement evaluates to. That's just because the console, that's because you entered in the console. If you say 4 plus 5 enter, you will get 9, because 4 plus 5 evaluates to 9. Console.log writes and evaluates to undefined. If you, you said, telling me every time I've hit, I've typed in console.log something, it is always returned to undefined after that? It has if and you've done I it in, ne- the tr- in the console, yeah. And I've never noticed. Okay. I'm observant. <laughs> the little thing with the arrow is the return value of the statement you just executed. Okay. If you're in Safari. They have different icons down the side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I've seen it a lot. I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. It comes up a lot. But I always thought it was. I made a mistake when I saw that. Okay. Nope. Nope. It's All right. just that console.log doesn't return a value. It just which doesn't make sense for it to return a value. So it returns undefined. So I haven't so, read ahead, so I don't know where we're going from this, but I'm I understand going dailyprofits.wed reaches in, down so, reaches into that object and, and returns that key the the value that came off of that key. Got it. Perfect. But and you can go if, the other way. You can use but, it on but, the no, other oh, side of the Don't go ahead, don't go ahead, don't don't go ahead. Because I was trying to okay. ask a question. Oh sorry. Um Yeah, when I was just trying to say what I knew to to ask my secondary question is where I start to get tangled is, let's say Wednesday happened to have a morning and an evening, so it was also an object. Mm-hmm. So it had a morning profit and an evening profit. That's where mm-hmm. I go, well, I don't know what I do. Do I do dailyprofit.wed.am? Bing, bing, bing. Really? Okay. Yeah. But that's not true if it's an array, and that's where I start to right, I, okay. I lose. Arrays, no, no, that. right. The array hat is on the shelf till next week. 
Okay, but I need the array half for the last week's homework. But that's okay. All right. Yeah. But that's, yeah, good. Right. that's T- good. Today we are sticking with dictionaries. Dictionaries are not array. Yeah. Okay. This is why objects are so confusing. Too many hats. So today we're leaving the array hat aside. Next week, all that about array. That makes me so happy, Bart. <laughs> I really do want this to be hard, not I'm a moron. I mean, Dorothy keeps telling me I'm not a moron, but I sure feel like one when I'm going, I know he's taught me this and I should know it. No, 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 no. That's, it's a Programming is a skill that takes years to develop. 10,000 hours. Right. Don't feel bad. It's not supposed <laughs> to be easy. All right. Okay. So you can use exactly the same syntax on the other side of the assignment operator. So if you want to change Wednesday's profits, you've made a mistake. You would like to decide that actually on Wednesday you made €135.32. You would say dailyprofit.wed becomes equal to 135 so the same syntax works on both sides of an assignment. Yeah, okay. And then you can console.log it again, and you'll see that it now has the new value. Not very exciting, right? None of this is supposed to be exciting. This is just a redux. Now, you can only use the dot syntax when the key is a valid JavaScript variable name. If the key contains a space or if the key starts with a digit, or if the key contains a symbol, it can't be used with the dot operator because then it looks like if you say, if your key was four plus two, if you use it in the dot syntax, it would look like you're adding a property called four. I mean, it, it wouldn't <laughs> it work, no sense. right? It would just okay. be garbage. It would be, it would be ambiguous and computers can't do ambiguous. So, any property name that is not a valid JavaScript variable cannot be passed using the, or cannot be specified using the dot syntax. So there's a whole separate syntax, which is the square bracket syntax. Not to be confused with arrays, but I will. No. <laughs> Whenever I see a square bracket, object. I think array. <laughs> right, but you shouldn't. An okay. array has key value pairs. The keys are 0, 1, 2, Three, mm. four. So, so it's the an syntax object, just is a special the same. kind of object where the key is always yes. zero one. Well, it doesn't have to be zero one. It could be three and seven. It could, indeed. But the syntax is for all dictionaries. Arrays are a subset of all dictionaries. They're a very special dictionary where there's very strict rules on what what you're allowed to do. But okay. uh, we are jumping ahead of ourselves. But the syntax is the same, so you shouldn't. In JavaScript, you should never associate square brackets with arrays. Square brackets are for all objects, whether they're Mm. in dictionary mode or array mode, the square brackets. When you're accessing them. But if there's a square bracket in the file that surrounds all the stuff, then you know it's an array, correct? Hopefully it is. No, if the keys are digits, then it's probably an array. And if you're in JSON, if you're writing JSON text, then square brackets means an array, which that okay. might be where the confusion's coming from. Yeah, because that's exactly what I was doing. Yes. Hmm. That, I say that's okay. next week's. Okay. That's next week's problem. <laughs> I'm pre-confused. Good. Okay. You're pre-confused, but it's okay. <laughs> the reason I did them in this order was because I want to break you out of the habit of, say, of, and you do, it's very Do it every time, because, don't I? <laughs> Yeah, you always say square bracket, therefore array. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Square brackets are for dictionaries too, which is why we're doing it in this order. Okay, so let me see if I can say it. In this case, we're saying daily profit, square bracket, quote, wed, 
because uh, theoretically wed was in, had some invalid character in it. it. Started with it was really three wed or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean the syntax works for all. Right. The square bracket syntax works for all keys, whereas the dot mm-hmm. syntax only works for some keys. Okay. And so squ- we we don't only not only put it in square brackets, we also put it in quotes. Yes, and that's very important because inside the square brackets will be evaluated to be a string. So whatever you put in there, JavaScript will convert to a string. So if you leave out the bracket, or if you leave out the quotation marks, it will look for a variable named wed, take that variable's value, and use that as the key. So if you haven't defined wed, then undefined is actually the key you're looking up. Hmm. So you have to tell it, this is already a string, don't stringify me? Yeah, so basically whatever is inside the square brackets has to, has to have the, the, the value you want. Okay. So if you want the value W-E-D, then it's a string, W-E-D. Hmm. But you don't have to do that when you say dailyprofits.wed. Correct. The dot syntax, it has to be a valid variable name, so there's no need to do any quoting or anything. It's a really nice shortcut. The dot syntax is a shortcut. The true yeah. syntax is the square bracket syntax. So if you wanted to always be safe, you would use the square bracket syntax. Works 100% you would of the never be time. wrong. Okay. All right. Yeah. And again, just like with the dot syntax, it also works on the other side of the equal sign. So if we want to change Wednesday's profits, we can say daily profits, open square bracket, open quote, W-E-D, close quote, close square brackets, becomes equal to 138.38. Okay. Gotcha. Now, if we look in PBS 84A, there is another thing defined. It is an array. We're not going to spend too much time worrying about that. It's basically a list of the abbreviations for all seven days. It's a very exciting array. Mun, Chu, Wed, Thir, Fry, Sat, Sun. I guess we could argue about whether Mun should come first or Sun should come first, but we're not going to. (laughs) Okay. So a very common thing to want to do, the reason that you like the square bracket syntax is because you may intentionally not know the value of the key you want up front. You may be looping over a list of keys. We have seven days worth of profit. I could print them out with seven console.logs, but that seems like a bad smell to me. I should be able to do a loop. So now that I have all of my daily abbreviations sitting in an array, I can loop over them. And in this case, I'm going to intentionally not put a quotation mark around my variable name because I want the value of the variable to be the key, not the name of the variable. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's a level of indirection here. We want to loop over this. And the first time through the loop, we want mun. And the second time through the loop, we want chu. And the third time through the loop, we want wed. And the fourth time, we want thir. So... I have gotten very boring with my name, so I'm saying for const d of day abbreviations, or day abbers, as I call the variable. So d for day. I guess I could have called it day, but anyway. I, I, I'm, I'm, stay, I'm with you. I got You're it. You're with me. Okay. So then we're console.logging inside our backticks again. Daily profits, open square bracket, d, close square bracket. No quotation marks. So the key is going to be the value contained inside the variable named D. So the first time through the loop, that will be mun. 
and the second time through the loop, chew, and the third time through the loop, wed. So if you copy and paste that short little three-line loop into the console, you will see that in action. Let me, I, I want to think about it for a minute here. Yeah. So for const D of day abbreviations, right? Console.log, and we got our little backtick going, and you said daily profit square bracket D. So D is going to be, how do you know what D, how do you know D is going to be Muntu? Oh, these don't have values. Okay, so we defined day abbers up above to be just a seven. As, just Muntu wins. Th- 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 these are just keys. There's no values. It's an array, so it's seven values, yeah. Wait a minute. You said we were doing arrays this week. <laughs> I don't want to focus on them, but I need one. Okay. So it's an array, so it does have, uh, in position zero, it has mm-hmm. Mun. Okay, so Correct. how does how do you know in this case? Well, I guess because there is only the value, there is no key other than the implied key. Right. So the way an, a, a for of loop works is that it will iterate over the array. That, that that's what a for yeah. of loop does. It's a, it's a way of running over an array. Right. It's just where I get stuck because I sit there looking at do I. Would I tell it? Okay. All right. So every time the loop executes, D will have the value of the next element in the array, and the loop will keep going until it runs out of array. Okay. So, so we get Munchu, Wedter, Frysat, Sun. So when you execute that on the term- on the console, you get the appropriate strings for each day. I've just caught up to what you're doing here. So so you're using this array of mm-hmm. uh Monty Winsor, blah 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 in order to look up the values from the object that we had from our daily profits object. Correct. Yeah, you know Bart, this is the, I I've told Bart on the side, but for the audience, I can read this and I can follow what you're doing and never once have I successfully written one of my own. Every single time I go yeah, I don't know what to put in there. I get stuck. So I don't know what mental block I'm on because when you explain it, I can see it. But then I sit down to write one and I'm like, nope, I got no idea what to put in there. I I really get easily well, stuck because it's, well, that is it's why the second level I of abstraction. Chose, that's why I chose to focus on this today because I've seen you bump into this a few times. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, it's it's a second level of abstraction to say, okay, I'm 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 looking up the values in this array, but then I'm going to leave this array. I'm not doing anything else with this array. All I'm doing is grabbing the values from each from each position in that array, and then I'm going to go over here in a totally separate file of stuff, uh, which mm-hmm. is where I'm stuck on the homework on this exact thing. Now I'm going to go over and I'm going to say. Daily profit square bracket D and D is going to be that array, but I don't understand why it's going to give me the value. Why is it going to give me the value from that daily profit square bracket D? Why will that return the value for the key that has been taken from the array? Okay, because whatever goes inside the square brackets gets turned into a string. In this case, mm-hmm. it's the name of a variable. That variable has a value. That value is mun the first time through the loop. So you're actually okay. looking up daily profits mun, which is a, the key is mun, the value is 252.8. Yeah, okay. 
Right? Square brackets means reach into daily profits and pull out the thing matching the value. You know, whatever the key inside the square brackets is, pull that out of daily profits. No, pull the value out of daily profits. Yeah, exactly. Pull the value. Sorry. Pull the value matching the key inside the square brackets. So the square brackets are going to be the key and the value is going to come out. You know, when when we were little kids and they were teaching, well, when I was supposed to be being taught arithmetic, when I saw it taught properly, they make you sit down and do addition tables every single day for a month, right? (laughs) I I feel like I need you to say, okay, Allison, do a for loop that does this. Allison, do another for loop, do this. Allison, do another for loop, because before I'll ever get this stuck in my head. Um, Every, Every six months is not working, so maybe I need it like a little kid's workbook that makes me do them. Code Academy's object stuff should force you to do lots of those. Oh, that might be fun. I'll go look for that. Yeah, yeah they're they're really good at that kind of repetition for a third grader that I apparently require. All right, they're also an expert at pedagogy, so I will outsource to their expertise. <laughs> All right. Um, as you have already mentioned, you can have dictionaries within dictionaries, and the term of art programmers use for such a structure is nested. So a dictionary that contains dictionaries is said to be nested, or recursive, I guess, is a more technically correct term. So our PBS84A defines a new dictionary called Daily Sales. Again, Daily Sales has the keys Munchu, Wedther, Frysat, Sun, but this time, instead of only having the profit, each one of those is another dictionary and each one of those has two keys. Items sold, which is a number of things sold, and profit. So that means that for Mondays, if we want to know how much profit we made, it's daily sales.mun.profit. Or that ma- equally that makes as sense. valid. Sorry, Alison. Uh, that makes complete sense. Excellent. And equally as valid is the square bracket syntax. Daily sales, open square bracket, the string mun, close square bracket, open another square bracket, the string profit, close square bracket. Hmm. And you can mix and match. So you can say daily sales, open square bracket, the string mun, close square bracket, dot profit. Or you can say daily sales.mun, open square bracket, the string profit, close square bracket. They are all the same. I'm glad you put that all in one paragraph together within here, because when I'm lost later going, well, wait a minute, it's got a dot thing, and then it's got the square, but what? Top of Ellison's head blows off. I'll be able to find that all in one spot where you say, oh, that's the same thing. Yep, they are entirely synonymous with each other. And in fact, if you do the console.logs in the next code segment, you'll see them all written out for you nice and pretty. All right. Because they are the same. Huh. Now, to that doesn't seem hard. That part that part works for me. I'm 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 completely on board with that. Excellent. So the final step we're going to take here to make a nice printout of our daily details is the file pbs84a.html contains another array. The first one was called day abers because it only contained abbreviations. This next one is called days. Because Mm -hmm. this array contains seven dictionaries. Each dictionary has two keys. Name for the human-friendly name and aber for the abbreviation. So we have name, Monday, aber, 
Mun. Name, Tuesday, Aber, Chu. Name, Wednesday, Aber, Wedge. Blah, 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 blah. Seven of them. So now we can mix and match all of this syntax to make a loop that prints out some very pretty stuff. So before we describe the code, let's execute it to see what it does, and then we can talk about how. Okay. I'm copying now and not reading it whatsoever. Okay. Okay, so it says we made €252.80 uh, profit by selling 56 items on Monday. We made some amount by selling some amount on Tuesday. We made some amount by selling some amount on Wednesday. Right? So okay. it's clearly reading the information from our sales dictionary and clearly using the day's dictionary to translate between abbreviations and human-friendly stuff. Okay. So we have two dictionaries at play here. So now let's have a look at our code and we'll break it down nice and simple. So for const d of days. So that means that every time we go through the loop, the value of d is going to be one of those seven dictionaries inside a day. That, so that'll be the whole, it'll be uh, the, I'm going to guess it's an object, name colon quote Monday comma aber colon quote mon. mon. Exactly. All of that slop is in D. Well, okay, so the first time through the loop, D will contain the first of the seven little dictionaries. So but the entire dictionary, name, not name name Monday, Aber, Mon. All of that will be in D. It's not correct. Monday or Mon. It's all that. It's both okay. of them. Correct. Yes. So the okay. that little mini dictionary, the teeny weeny two key dictionary is in D now. Okay. So if we want to get the abbreviation, it's d.aber. And if we want to get the name, it's d.name. Okay. Okay. So if we want to print out how many euros of profit we made, we need to reach into our daily sales dictionary. And the first thing we're going to need, if we look at daily sales, the first keys are munchu, wed, thir, fry. So we need access to the abbreviation. So we say okay. daily sales, open square bracket, D dot aber, close square bracket. Right, because D dot aber is where mon is. Yeah, so now we've reached in as far as mon. So okay. in mon is itself an object with two keys, profit and item sold, and we want the profit. So we then say dot profit. So that's how we get we made blur profit. Okay, By selling. Hold, hold please. Hold okay. please. Yeah. Um so D dot aber dot profit is crossing three files now. You know, three of these dictionaries. Three dictionaries. Right. Yeah. So how I, I my it it hurts my brain a little bit that we can go that we can jump between them and have dot things happening or or even square bracket things be happening in between them. So okay, but the, it's not happening between them, right? In order to for JavaScript to answer our question, it has to transform whatever's inside the square brackets into a string. So the first thing it does is figure out what is d dot aber. Mm -hmm. So it goes off and it finds, well, D is name colon Monday, aber colon mun. D mm -hmm. dot aber is mun. So from that point on, that has become 
open square bracket string mon close square close square bracket right right but it says we're looking inside daily sales right but we okay, aren't okay. In, we aren't in daily sales yet we're well, we are okay we, okay so the very first thing javascript says is daily sales and then it meets the square brackets and it says ooh i've got to reach inside daily sales inside daily sales to where then it figures out what d.aber is and now it knows where we are inside daily sales and then it goes dot profit interesting it's almost like uh, like you got to read these from the inside out. You do. <laughs> like, so you got to figure out what D is, then figure out what D.Aber is, and then say, okay, for now we know D.Aber is mon. Ah, daily sales mon.profit is 362 euro or whatever. Yeah. And huh. that is what's happening here, right? The, the JavaScript is doing this one foot in front of the other. It's not trying to do it all at once. It's one well, foot in front of the other. Okay, no, no, daily no, no, sales. no, 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 it's jumping over the word daily sales. No, it it's isn't. It's skipping that whole thing and going in and finding out what D is first. No. Then it figures no, out no, what very, D is. The first thing it does is it goes to daily sales. It says, oh, great, I now have a dictionary. Mm-hmm. What can I do? What do I do with this dictionary? Well, the very next thing after the name of the dictionary is a square bracket. It says, ah, I need to go into this dictionary. I need to open this dictionary on a page. What page? D.Aber. Ooh, what's D.Aber? Figure out d.aber. Okay, and now I know to flick to page d.aber. What do I do when I'm on this page? Oh, dot profit. Okay. But I feel like it went and got a different book in the middle. It went and got the French dictionary in the middle of it because it had a it had to leave. It had to go get this other thing that is not inside daily sales. Correct. So the way you would meant the way you would imagine it is you have job one. So you're sitting at your desk and you're typing an email. And then the email needs you to go look up something somewhere else. Well, you you don't stop the email. The email sits there and you go to you another really window and you do email. another thing. And okay. then you come back and you carry on from where you left off. But then you're watching a squirrel video and you spot, stop doing what you were supposed to be doing. Thankfully, the <laughs> JavaScript interpreter doesn't know what squirrel videos are. <laughs> okay, good. So it comes back okay, to where that, it left off. That really does help as an analogy to think of, because you're right. You do have to open the mail first to figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing. Yes. Okay. And that is how the compiler does it, methodically, one foot in front of the other. And it keeps breaking it down and breaking it down and breaking it down until out pops an actual answer, which then goes into the string. It's called evaluating, right? When when we say that JavaScript is evaluating something, that's what it's doing. Break it down, break it down, break it down. And at the end of the day, I need to get down to the atom. In this case, it will be a number. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the same process happens again. So we made some amount of profit by selling. And we go daily sales. Okay, what's daily sales? Daily sales is a dictionary. Open square bracket. I got to go into this dictionary. Where do I go? I go to d.aber. D, oh, D is is another dictionary. Into D, oh, aber. Okay, so d.aber is M-O-N. Okay, fine. Daily sales mun. What do I do here? Oh, dot item sold. Okay. Into that part of daily sales mun, and out it pops. On d dot name d is a dictionary. Names the property. That one's easy. Oh that yeah, gives us Monday. Okay. And they're very so, excited about it, so they end them all with an exclamation point. Well, I know it's so much profit, Alison. So much profit, <laughs> even when it was zero. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. But you get cranky at me if I start including like if statements in the end because I could have made a happy face and a sad face and I could add a threshold right, right. of happiness. Yes, thank you for being simple on it. Good, good. No, I prefer that. Yes. All right. So these three lines of code, understanding them 
is monumentally important. And it doesn't, like, when you understand those three lines of code, that's it. You understand dictionaries. I bet I could make my own little experimental things. Just make a bunch of dictionaries like this and then force myself to make up new variable names and not read back what you did and try to do it on my own. Maybe that's the practice I need to do. All right. There There exists an immensely impressive dictionary. It's called the PBS Index. Okay. Dorothy has written for you a wonderful dictionary with much nesting of things inside things inside things. You should be able to load in the PBS dictionary as a PBS index and loop through all of the different terms Dorothy has and print out all the terms that exist. And you should loop through and print out how many entries there are for each term and all those kind of things. So you can use that as your playground if you like. How would I access that dictionary? Using our friend Ajax, you could pull it in. But I'd have to, yeah. I have to figure out how she did that. I don't know where the dictionary is. I don't know what You could do a few source. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because she's got to be wow. pulling it in from somewhere. Right? I was thinking of like making one with dog, cat, and bird and how much they weigh. You can do that too. Like right. that. No, no, ab- absolutely. By all means, do that too. And I would also okay. say, by all means, uh, do the Code Academy stuff on objects because, yeah. again, that's designed to teach by repetition. But if you want to play with a very real world example of a dictionary, right, the PBS Mm -hmm. index is a real world as complicated as the real world needs it to be dictionary. Cool. Or the other word we might use for when a dictionary gets complicated, we call them data structures because that sounds cooler. (laughs) Okay. What's the difference between a data structure and a dictionary? Yeah, scale. (laughs) Okay. Does she really get the moniker it. data structure? Yeah, it's like, what's the difference between a house and a, and a, and a hut? You scale. Yeah. Okay, another thing I need to remind you of is that JavaScript provides a method of making a dictionary tell you all the keys it contains. It's called object.keys. It's a function, and you pass it the dictionary you want the keys for. So to illustrate the point, if you console.log object.keys daily sales, it will confess that it has seven keys in its dictionary, Munchu, Wedther, Fry, Satsun. Okay. I so actually just... successfully played around with object.keys. There, there's two others, and I'm trying to open my homework to remember, but for some reason my text editor, everything's very slow on my computer right now, so I'm not being able to respond to things as quickly as I'd like to, but... Uh, there's not only object.keys, there's two other object.whatevers that, oh, oh, it finally came up. Hang on, where is it? Uh, my homework that is not working yet. It is uh, object.values, which will give you all of the values. And I, uh, yeah, wait, no, don't ruin my excitement. I was going to show off Or is it object.entries? Hang on. I think you're right. I think it's items. No, it is entries. Yeah, object.entries. Yeah. So entries Neither of those you two you've come across in PBS. Both of those two you've come across on the Googles. But that's good that I mm-hmm. went out and found those things. I'm over here. I'm it making is. arrays and stuff. Nothing works, but I'm I'm using all this code that I'm finding. It's really fun. What that tells me is that you you have become friends with uh, the Mozilla Developer Network. Yes, I think so. I, 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 actually I think it was like the JavaScripts. Oh, well, maybe it is. Yeah, you you're probably right. Where was yeah, I? To, to me, the yeah MDN... developer.mozilla.org. That is exactly yeah. where I found it. 
Yeah. To, to me, the official JavaScript documentation is the MDN documentation. It's not the official, but it may as well be because it's by far the best. Yeah, that is exactly where I found it. Yeah. Okay. So that's all the reduxing done. That's that's okay. everything we that that's a quick run through of everything we learned in terms of dictionaries in the past X, where X is a large number of installments. So now we get to do some fun new stuff because JavaScript hasn't stood still. So first off, let us look at an example of how we how things are before new stuff. So we have a variable called Bob, which contains the value Linux as a string. And we have a variable called Alice, which contains the value macOS as a string. And we'd like to build the dictionary of everyone's operating system preferences. And since Bob and Alice already exist as variables, we can just say we want to add into our dictionary an entry for Bob, and it's going to be Bob colon Bob. And for Alice, we want Alice colon Alice, because the variable Bob contains the value we want. So it's Bob Bob. Uh, Charlie's new. Wait, what? Bob, 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 colon, Bob. Bob, Bob. How it, yeah, so what's that doing? So Bob is Linux. Right. That bothers me a lot. Why are you doing this to us? That's hard. Okay, because I want the key Bob inside my dictionary to have the value for Bob. So Why on the we left just hand write Bob, side, colon, Linux? Well, because Bob is, because he's in a variable, right? This is a, okay, so that Bob... The value for Bob could have come from anywhere. I could have Ajaxed it or whatever, right? The point okay. is I have a variable named Bob that contains Bob's preference. Maybe I got it with a cons- by asking the user to type it into a text box. Okay. All right. But for this example, I've just put it in because it, it has to be a small self-contained example, right? It came okay. from somewhere and it is in a okay. variable with the name Bob. Mm-hmm. And I want to put it into my dictionary. And the logical entry for the dictionary is what it is. Like... I named my variable sensibly, so why wouldn't my key have the same name? Well, actually, it probably does. And in the real world, you very, 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 very regularly end up wanting a key with the same name as a variable because it was a sensible name. Right? Wow. Okay. You've... Okay. I know for a fact that I write, you know, the equivalent of Bob, Bob, Alice, Alice all the time. So I believe you. The, I just can't picture why I would do that to myself. Okay, I don't know which well, one's which one's the variable and which one isn't a variable. Which one is Okay, key on the left, value on the right. Right, but they're both Bob. I can't tell them Okay, apart. so the one on the and left two very different things. Yes. On the left is the key. On the right is the value. So on mm-hmm. the left, the key is Bob. The value is Bob without a quotation mark, which means what is in this variable is actually what's going into Bob. So the key Bob gets the value Linux. Okay. Now, this is actually very important. So if you're you're just saying K to humor me, we need to back up. (laughs) Well, I'm saying K because it, I hate it. (laughs) Okay, good. You're allowed to hate it because it is ugly code. Well, no, it's just... Naming things the same thing will always bother me. If they mean two different things, they should be called two different things. Like you could have made it capital B-O-B. But they don't mean two different things. They mean the same thing. You're just capturing the same information in a a dictionary. Why would you artificially change the name of something just because you're putting it in a dictionary? Why, Why would you change the word just to put it in a dictionary? It's a really good name. It means what it means. And you want to put it in your dictionary. Why would you change it? But it actually means Linux. 
<laughs> well, no, no, but the dictionary is a mapping of names to preferences. So the key is as important in the dictionary, right? What good is the definition for obfuscate if the matching key isn't obfuscate? If if you change the key to be parallel and you put in the value for obfuscate, you've just made the world's most useless dictionary. The key is as important as the value. The two but together in a are in the a meaning. Dictionary, the value would be the definition of obfuscate. Right, it, and in this case... I, Sorry, I, uh, I, underst- I understand it. I just don't see why I would do, ever do it to myself. So we can move on. But I do understand what you're doing. I just don't think I would ever intentionally do it to myself. I believe you but, would. But, and, and I believe you would too, because otherwise you're, you're making a rod to beat your own back. If you're making a dictionary of everyone's preferences, why would you not call them by their name? Because then you'd have to remember that you called Bob something that's not Bob. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you hide Bob? I would call the variable Bob preference or Bob P. And it would be Bob colon Bob P. Alice colon Alice P. Because it it isn't Alice herself. It's Alice's preference, which is Mac OS. Right. So again, like I said, the reason this example is here is because this is the ugly way we had to do things with old JavaScript. And it is ugly. We agree on that, at least. Okay. It's not nice code. Bob, Bob, Alice, Alice. Well, okay. We get to do something called shorthand property names as of ES6. So now we can say OS perf prefs two becomes equal to Bob, comma, Alice, comma, Charlie, colon, Windows. So when you don't use a colon, you get a new property where the name is the name of the variable and the value is the value of the variable. So Bob is expanded out to Bob, Bob, but you don't have to write Bob, Bob. Hmm. You can just say Bob, comma. And so which Bob, which Bob is that? Is that the variable Bob? The variable Bob becomes a name value pair where the name is Bob and the value is whatever Bob's value is. So you're bringing Bob into the You didn't answer my question. Uh, it says Bob comma. Is that the key okay. value pair Bob colon yes. Linux as a string? It is. The key will be Bob and the value will be whatever the value of the variable Bob is, which in this case is So Linux. is it the key value pair or is it just the value? It is a key value pair where the key is B-O-B and the value is the content of the okay, variable. Okay, so it's the key value the pair. So it. the content okay. is Linux. So the key, it is a key value pair because, it is, yeah, it's a dictionary. They're always key value pairs. So Bob comma is Bob, Bob colon Bob without mm. writing Bob colon Bob and confusing everything. So you're importing Bob into the dictionary. You can say that it, Bob is Bob. This is the dumbest conversation ever. You can say that Bob is Bob colon Bob, but I am <laughs> going to always think it's Bob colon the 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 value for Bob. But that's what it is, right? That's the whole point. You're bringing you're bringing an entry into dictionary for the name value pair, but it's already in a variable which already has the name you want for your key. So just take it. Just bring Bob into the dictionary. Okay. So if you console.log prefs2, you'll see it's done the sensible thing. Um, what is that telling me to do? We haven't talked about your variable name, so I... Uh, 
Okay, so const OS prefs two becomes equal to Bob comma Alice. Uh, you may have to copy and paste the, those two examples in two. one after the other. So, Wait, Bob and Alice so oh, so I have to do first. the con- put the const in there first. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, this is a very interesting radio for them to listen to. This. Well, us arguing about Bob versus Bob is really good radio here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I can do that. No, I can't. That does not tell me anything. I have to. I have to pull in the whole. I have to pull all of this in. Um, if you just okay, so at the, where it says shorthand property names, if you copy in those two examples, one after the other, you have everything. I don't know where you are. Uh, so I just. Okay, shorthand property right. names bracket. Yeah, new. but I've got I've got to pull in both of those code blocks. There are two code. Yes. Yeah, so I do need the old const OS prefs one equals squiggle bracket Bob colon Bob. Okay. No, you can leave that out if you like. You, okay. you, you can leave that out if you don't want to see the old um, way. Because I don't think that worked when I just did those two pieces. Oh. Okay, finally got it. Okay. So that gave me an object. Actually, it gave me another dictionary, didn't it? Bob colon Linux, Alice, Alice colon Mac OS. It gave you a Charlie dictionary. Charlie colon yeah. Windows. Because we, we let Charlie get Windows and he doesn't Charlie Charlie. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's a very, very, very nerdy in-joke going on here. So in cryptography, Bob is the first party. Sorry, Alice is the first party. Bob is the second party. And the evil person is Charlie, which is what Charlie What is this Windows. a joke about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In cryptography, oh, okay. when you're it's describing always... man-in-the-middle attacks, the evil <laughs> okay, person yeah. is Charlie. So that's <laughs> why like he's it. in Windows. Okay, so an awful, 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 awful lot of people really, really, really love shorthand property names like this because they find it so much easier to read. And you will see it all over the internet. So I, um, I have been hating not being allowed to do this in Programming by Stealth Examples. So I'm now happy that I'm free. I think someday you will make peace with this, <laughs> but I guess today is not that. Day. I guess I've got to see it in usage where it maybe starts to make sense. Because um, I I don't see any reason to do yeah. any of this right yeah. now. So it, it'll it'll become clear hopefully. I I hope so because it's so right. It's. To make an example simple enough to not to break the Bart don't make it complicated rule, sure. I have to make contrived silly examples. And then I make a contrived no, no, silly example, no, no, and then it's not a real world example. I, I don't want to discourage I, you from making a simple example. I'm just trying to picture where I would ever have used this. For example, in the earlier stuff that you were doing, uh, you wouldn't use any of this, right? You wouldn't, uh, you've got name colon Monday, Abermon. You can't do any of this, only putting one word there instead of a key value pair. Uh, well, no, because unless I had a variable named, unless I had a variable out there, which already had the value I wanted in my dictionary, right? The whole point is what you're doing here is you're bringing a variable into the uh, dictionary okay. because you have a variable okay. that has something okay. you want. So in we got to wait until that comes up. Got you. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way of importing into a dictionary, basically. That's the, the problem to be solved is this variable exists outside the dictionary. Yeah. I want it in the dictionary. Okay. So 
Another thing we can now do, another new cool thing, is the spread operator dot 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 can be used to pull a dictionary's entries into another dictionary. So not a nested dictionary. Actually strip out the key value pairs and put each one into the dictionary one by one. Are you going to remind us what the spread operator is? I know you said dot, 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 but that didn't remind me what it was and what it was for and such. Okay. Well, that's fine. Then next week we get to do the other use of the spread operator, which is on arrays, which we've next week it'll be marked as Redux, but that's fine. But I mean, we'll look, we'll look are you going to remind us of what this is? Up until now. Okay. Well, you can't use Absolutely. the spread operator in this example and not tell me because what it otherwise, is. No, no, I'm going to okay. tell you what the spread operator does with dictionaries. It spreads dictionaries out, right? The fact yeah. that it does something else with arrays is for next I'm week. I'm fine with that, but I, you just said spread operator it, like I was supposed to remember, and I don't. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, good. That's so fine. That's why we're doing a read. Now let's do it. Okay. I'm ready to to think. Yeah. So. Okay. So we have, in this code example, we have a dictionary called menOSprefs which defines Bob and as a key with the value Linux and Charlie as a key with the value Windows. And now we'd like to make an inclusive new dictionary called all OS preferences. So all definitely includes the men. So we want to bring the men in, but we don't want to duplicate it. We don't want to bring them in one by one. We just want all the men brought in. Dot, dot, oh, dot, men OS prefs, comma. It's pretty. And then we can follow that with Alice colon Mac OS, Charlene colon Linux. And then if we console.log or all OS prefs, you'll see it has done exactly what you want it to do. I like that one. It has, yeah, it hasn't brought the men in as um, a nested object. It's actually stripped them out of, you know, it's actually taken them one by one and put them in as first class citizens inside the new dictionary. It's Brilliant. It's just what you want, and it didn't exist wow. until JavaScript okay. 2018. I do like this one. This is nice. I, I get this. Yeah. That that That's a beautifully clean syntax. It is, isn't it? I don't know what you're going to make <laughs> poor, of this. Uh, poor Bart. I feel like Bart's in a minefield. When he thinks I'm going to really like something, I don't. And then I'll say something that was easy when he thought it wasn't. He's, he's like, you're afraid to step into the next one. <laughs> I, I never can guess. Bart. What I will say is object destructuring, which is what we're about to do, is very new. It is quite new. It's ES6, so from 2015. And it's very Marmite. I don't use it. But I come across it when I'm Googling stuff, so I know it and I tolerate it. So calling it Marmite is because Marmite is something you either love or hate? Okay. Yeah, my darling beloved, who who I am happily married to, thinks it is the best thing since sliced bread, only 10 times better than sliced bread. As far as he's concerned, anyone who doesn't use it is weird. <laughs> We've agreed to move on, but, you know, it may have been a cause of some stress. Um, so if you don't like object destructuring, fine. Know that it exists, and know that if you're reading examples on the web... That's what you need to go and Google to remind yourself of. We are looking at a subset of it because, oh my 
goodness, is it a big topic? The link is in the show notes to the Mozilla Developer Network entry for destructuring assignment, as it calls it. But it's a way of breaking an object apart, is what it's for, which is why it's called destructuring. It's a way of ripping an object apart in order to make variables out of its bits. So the simplest use... So the way, you, the way I recognize that destructuring is happening is because something that looks like an object literal is on the wrong side of the equals. So if you scroll up today, everything we've done has been const some variable name becomes equal to and then what looks like our object structure, curly bracket, name, colon, value, comma, name, colon, value, right? That's always been on the right. right. It's always been on the right. If you see something similar on the left, it's object destructuring. So if it's on the left, it's okay. this new destructuring contraption. That's that's how you recognize, hmm. oh, that's what's going on. And you may never write a line of code like this, but you will see it okay. all over Stack Overflow <laughs> because nerds love it. So for our examples, we're going to use a dictionary, which is defined in PBS84A. It's called user OS prefs. It contains three keys, Alice, Bob, and Charlie, with the values Mac OS, Linux, and Windows, respectively. Now, the most common use for object destructuring is to turn a key inside a dictionary into a variable. So if we want to make a variable out of the key Bob, we say const open curly bracket, Bob, close curly bracket, becomes equal to the name of the dictionary Ooh. you want to pull Bob out of. That's backwards. <laughs> it's backwards. It is literally backwards. It is the reverse operation of everything so we've done is... so far. It's yeah, very so powerful, that but it's do? head hurty. So that is going to reach into the user OS uh-huh. prefs dictionary pull out the key that matches whatever's in those curly brackets and make a new variable with the same name as the key and with the matching value. So over that console.log, we'll say that the newly created variable Bob evaluates to Linux because the key Bob was Linux. So we've turned a key uh, into a variable. No, the key was Bob. The key was Bob. The, the yeah. value was Linux. Right, and now the variable is Bob, and the value is Linux. Wait, say that one more time? No, just the last thing you said. Okay, so when we started, we had... Okay, start over then. <laughs> oh. When we started, we had a dictionary, and one of its keys had the you know, was Bob with the value Linux. And we have now made a variable with the same mm-hmm. name, Bob, and the same value, Linux. So we have promoted Bob from being just a key inside a dictionary to being a fully-fledged variable all by himself. Oh, okay. So that just says, would be the same as const Bob equals, quote, Linux. Except in this case... Or const Bob equals user OS prefs dot Bob. Right, right. Huh. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's already a bit weird when you do it one. But the thing is, and the reason people love it, is because you can make mm. many variables at once. So if you want to make two variables named Alice and Charlie in one line of code, you can say const open curly bracket Alice comma Charlie close curly bracket becomes equal to user OS prefs. Huh. So we have now made two variables, one with the name Alice, with the value uh, Mac OS, and one with the name Charlie, with the value Windows. So we have destructured our dictionary into hmm. two variables. Now, our friend, the rest operator, who looks exactly the same as our friend, the spread operator, because he's three dots... He gets to wear many hats, those three dots. When he's on the left, he's a, he becomes a rest, and when he's on the right, he becomes a spread. Don't ask. When he's on the left, he's a rest. <laughs> dot, dot, dot is a rest. Not A-R-R-E-S-T, but yeah. A-R-E-S-T for the, those people listening. Okay. Yeah, the leftovers, okay. basically, is what he's for. He's for hoovering up all the bits that we haven't... So destructuring explodes our dictionary into pieces uh -huh. and we gather up the ones we want. So in our first example, we exploded OS perfs and we only collected Bob uh -huh. and all the rest we just ignored. In our second example, we exploded our dictionary and we gathered Alice and Charlie and we ignored the rest. Well, with the dot, 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 we can catch the rest. So we say const open curly bracket Bob so we're taking Bob, right? We've, we've taken our dictionary. We've ripped it into one page for each definition. We've thrown them in the air. We've caught Bob and we've made a variable out of him. All of the other ones are still floating in the air. And by saying dot, 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 and then we give it a new name, we create a new dictionary out of all the leftover pages named not Bob. <laughs> you've, you've just chosen, you've chosen that name, right? I thought you'd like that variable name. I have chosen that name because, of course, we're saying this is oh, what I'm wow. going to call all the leftovers. So you get to choose what you call all the leftovers. So even though it's it says Bob to start with, it, it's not going to do anything with Bob. Oh, it makes Bob it into is. its own it's variable. Make Bob into and a variable. the rest of so it gets to be in Bob a new dictionary. Be... So you've, you've, mm -hmm. you basically just removed something from the dictionary and, and the rest gets to be its own dictionary now. Correct. Now we could have said Bob comma Alice comma dot 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 okay. not Bob or Alice, right? We 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 can leave as many or as few leftovers as we like. The point is, the leftovers we can name. The leftovers we can name as a variable. Okay. I I want I want to take yeah. I want to make an array uh, yeah. or I'm that's sorry the, an object with all does. of the uh, character names in Gilligan's Island, and then I'm going to make one called all the rest, and it'll be uh, the Professor and Marianne. Will be left. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. Exactly. So yeah, it is useful to gather up the leftovers in case they, you know, that that's what it's for. It's for gathering up the leftovers <laughs> and giving them a name. I, I guess I can sort of see there'd be. What if you wanted you had a dictionary that had a bunch of swear words in it, and you wanted to pull the swear words out, and and what was mm -hmm. left was clean dictionary. Yeah, actually, that's that's yeah. Of course, you'd have to sit there you and pick and choose that, yeah. and decide what's what's a swear that, yeah. word. <laughs> okay. 
I don't hate this. I bet I'll never use it, but I don't hate it. So then... Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not done yet. All right. Right. So the thing on the right-hand side of the equals could be the result of a function or something. So it may not contain the keys that you want. So let's say that you try to destructure to the key Tom mm -hmm. out of our user OS prefs. Well, user OS prefs doesn't define a Tom. So if you did that, as we've learned so far, Tom would become undefined, which is not unreasonable. He's not in the dictionary. You've tried to pull him out. He's not there. Mm -hmm. What other value would he have other than undefined? That makes sense. But it may not be what you want. If you want there to be a default value, you can do so by using the equal sign inside really? the curly bracket. So you can say const open curly bracket tom equals windows comma alice equals linux close curly bracket becomes equal to user os prefs. And this is okay. where your head may explode. So before we talk about it, can you just copy and paste those three lines of code there into the console and run them to see the values that Tom and Alice get? And I'm going to tell the audience, get. even though you put it in giant bold letters everywhere, make sure you uh, refresh your window. And you actually have to, it's a little hard, you have to like command shift R in order to refresh it so it gets out of there. Let's see if I can do it. There we go. Yes, because otherwise you, you get those that. errors that say you've already declared Tom or Alice because poor Bob and okay, Alice have so been all over point, the place today. There is nothing called user OS prefs. There is because we just built it. There is because I. Well, it's actually inside the. It's in the actual code of PBS eighty four A. I wrote it into so the have code we so that it by saying const squirrely bracket Tom equals um, becomes equal to the string Windows and Alice becomes equal to the string Linux, um, and then doing this whatever it's called this satanic I'm sorry <laughs> destructuring uh, becomes equal to user OS prefs. Have we added to user OS prefs? Have we added those values to it? No. No, we've done the opposite. We have made two variables called Tom and Alice, and we have used the values from user but OS prefs Tom to build our variables. There. I know. Tom wasn't in there, so he would have become undefined if we hadn't have said equals windows. The equals windows is a default value to use if the thing if the dictionary oh, doesn't I have an answer. Oh, I just noticed what else you did. Okay, so that what one do makes, I do? That doesn't make sense until you get to Alice equals the string becomes equal to the string Linux. But Alice is in there, and she does have the value Mac OS, so she doesn't get changed to Linux. She's still Mac OS. Exactly. Mm. Those are defaults when they appear in that form. And that, to me, is a confusing syntax, because when I see an equal sign, I think, oh, becomes equal to. But no, Alice is, becomes equal to Linux, unless wow. user OS prefs has a better idea. That is a crazy syntax. So Alice actually gets her value from user OS prefs. I follow it. <laughs> yeah. Now, one final, one final, <laughs> final chance to really blow your head off. So we have our dictionary. And it defines our 
name value pairs or key value pairs. And we've been pulling them out with object destructuring. What if we want to pull them out with a new name? What if we want to pull Bob out as Robert and Charlie out as Charles? I don't like you anymore. <laughs> we can do that. I know. We can do that by having, and again, the only thing that makes this new is that it's on the other side of the equals. It's to mm -hmm. the left, so it's object destructuring. Const Bob colon Robert comma Charlie colon Charles will make two new variables named Robert and Charles, and their values will be from user OS prefs at the keys Bob and Charlie. So whatever's in you as prefs for Bob becomes the variable Robert, and whatever's in USO as prefs for Charlie becomes the variable Charles. Wow. That just seems lazy. I know. <laughs> right, and for one final level of lazy, you can also use <laughs> default values with that syntax. So you can say const Bob colon Robert equals Mac OS comma Tom colon <sighs> Thomas equals Mac OS. So Robert won't become Mac OS because Robert is Bob and Bob <laughs> is, I can't remember what Bob is, but he's, he's not Mac OS. Mm -hmm. He's Linux, wow. I think. And so that means that Robert becomes Linux, even though there's an equal sign that says Mac OS, but Thomas becomes Mac OS because Tom isn't in the dictionary, so he gets his default value of Mac OS. There had to be a lot of uh, there had to be a lot of ah, now involved I'm done. when they uh, when they explode. came up with this idea. Yeah, but it's powerful. It's extremely powerful. Yeah. I just because there it. are ways to do, there's ways but it to is do it all over examples. I mean, find. it takes a couple of steps, maybe, right? Correct. You can do all of this with multiple lines of code and the mm -hmm. odd loop, particularly the rest operator. You have to loop for that, right. otherwise. Finally, so far, every destructuring example we have made new variables. So we've been using const in our examples. We could have used var or let, but you can destructure into an existing variable. So you could update the value of an existing variable using destructuring. However, because the curly bracket has too many hats, JavaScript doesn't know what to do if you were to just say without the word var or without the word const or without the word let, just open curly bracket Alice comma Bob becomes equal to user OS prefs because curly brackets on their own without one of those three keywords in front already have mm. a meaning. It's a code right. block. So it would basically cause a syntax error. And so the hack to make destructuring work is that you wrap the whole thing in round brackets just in case <laughs> it wasn't confusing enough. So this is... This is why and you didn't really want to have do homework because you didn't want to have to think up examples is... of us having to do this, right? <laughs> right. To, to me, either you're going to love this, in which case, great, have at it. Or you're going to be like me and you're not going to like it. But the thing is, we have to know it exists because every, every month, more and more and more of the sample answers I find on Stack really? Overflow contain okay. object destructuring. 
I see it more and more and more all the time. It's becoming ever more popular. So not knowing it leaves you at a real disadvantage because it means there's a whole bunch of JavaScript that you can't grok. Your brain goes, but it's on the wrong side of the equals. And that was true until 2015 when it was when it would have been garbage. But since 2015, it's correct JavaScript syntax. And that's I why we're it. learning about it. I love it. it. That's awesome. Okay, so today we have learned about one of objects, many hats, the dictionary hat. Next time, we take off the dictionary hat and we put on the array hat. I'm glad, and I'm glad they're going to be back-to-back right, right with this. Uh, this is, uh, is going to be good. Yeah, having a back-to-back in the notes, too. Yeah, and also it's important to cement these concepts because if I'm going to teach you the same context in PHP, it's important we have the context, the the, the concepts down. Yeah, I like it. So uh, I'm going to give us a palate cleanser that uh, I don't know if you'll want to put in the show notes or not a link to this. Okay. We don't normally do palate cleansers here, but I started following a bunch of developers and it's really fun even when I don't know what they're doing or how they're doing it. Someone named Sarah Drasner, whose uh, Twitter handle is okay. at Sarah underscore E-D-O. She tweeted, apparently the only cure for jet lag is to make SVG animations of farting rhinos with the new Greensock API. And she gave a link to codepen.io oh, and it course. is exactly what you would hope for. It's a little uh, SVG rhino marching along with a big smile on his face, farting every once in a while. It is one of my favorite things I've seen on the internet. You know, there's so much seriousness. I, I tweeted her back. I said, I could not possibly love this more. Why do Hello World when you can have a farting rhino? Exactly. I think this should be our mascot. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know if you want to put that in the show notes, but it made me smile. Well, it definitely has to go in your show notes for your for your link to my notes. That's what we'll do. We'll put it in mine because that's the appropriate place. All right. Well, uh, I know I whined a lot in the middle, but I I needed to to get it. I need to get it. I'm so, delighted you uh, kept stopping me because that was the point of this exercise. Yeah, I'm glad I confessed things on the slide to you when I'm stuck because it, it, it's it's hard to do because, like I said, I feel dumb when I don't know this stuff. I see people people are running around making farting rhinos, and I can't write a, a for loop by myself. You know. Right, but when you've had the same amount of practice they've had, you'll be farting just fine. <laughs> That's got to be the right place to stop this recording, Mark. Okie dokie. Until next time, happy computing and farting. If you learn as much from Bart each week as I do, I'd like you to go over to lets-talk.ie and press one of the buttons over there to help support him. He does 98% of the work here. I'm just the stooge that listens to him and asks the dumb questions. If you go over to lets-talk.ie, you can support him on Patreon, you can donate via PayPal, or you can use one of his referral links. I really hope you'll go over and help him out. In the meantime, you can contact me at Podfeet or check out all of the shows we do over there over at podfeet.com. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.